Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Topics on today's episode include the Fed's soft landing, my interview with Chaz Huston on Optimal Blue's API strategy and how it helps lenders integrate real-time pricing into their technology stack from the POS to the LOS, the CRM, and beyond, and some primary dealer news. Thanks to this week's podcast sponsor, Optimal Blue. Optimal Blue, a division of Black Knight, delivers technology and analytics solutions that help mortgage lenders and investors more accurately price, lock, hedge, and trade loans to increase profitability, mitigate risk, and grow their business. My friend David had his ID stolen and now he's just DAV. Having anything stolen is not a laughing matter, and since we're in the money business, lenders and vendors are often the target of cyber attacks. If you want the FBI's take on them, the Texas MBA is hosting the Anatomy of Cyber Attacks webinar next Wednesday, April 13th. Some MLOs think that interest rates have stolen their livelihoods, but really, did you think 30-year mortgage rates were going to stay in the twos forever? Or overnight Fed funds near 0%? As of Friday's close, the market has priced in a 70% likelihood of a 50 basis point hike versus 30% for a 25 basis point hike. The question remains whether the Fed will be able to achieve its desired soft landing, whereby inflation eases back towards their target without impeding economic growth. Rising prices continue to put pressure on all areas of the supply chain, which will likely mean continued pressure on consumer prices. February marked the seventh straight month where inflation outpaced income growth, leading to expectations of lower consumer spending as the year moves on. Perhaps rising mortgage rates and still increasing home prices will lessen some demand and ease the bidding wars that have become prevalent in many markets over the last two years. So this week is all about the lender's ascent, five strategies to elevate your secondary marketing operation. Today, capital markets executives must balance competitiveness with profitability amidst escalating challenges. In this five-part series, the team from Black Knight's Optimal Blue will review strategies for achieving greater outcomes by leveraging all aspects of a secondary marketing platform. I want to welcome on the lead presenter for this week, Mark Tedderis, Vice President and Solutions Specialist for Optimal Blue, a division of Black Knight. So today, in the second of our five-part series on the lender's ascent, strategies to elevate your secondary marketing operation... Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about APIs, so I'm going to pass it over to uh, our presenter here, Mark Tedderis. Mark, kick us off. Hey, great. Thanks, Robbie. So um, you guys, just to recap, in yesterday's podcast, uh, we learned how the PPE is at the heart of any growing firm's secondary marketing platform. Now today, we're going to hear how Optimal Blue's API first strategy helps lenders to leverage that core platform and integrate accurate pricing into their mortgage technology stack thus supporting best-in-class solutions for everything from lead generation to POS systems, from CRM to the LOS. So, so to help guide us along that, our, we have our subject matter expert, uh, Chaz Huston, who is our strategic alliances manager uh, at Optimal Blue. And uh, Robbie, I'll let you kick off with the interview questions. Yeah, today, or in today's world, connectivity in a lender stack is paramount And one technological innovation that has made all the difference in building a mortgage tech stack is the API. Chaz, what's an API and and why is an API first strategy important? 
Yeah, Robbie, thanks for having me. Thanks to the uh, Chrisman team. I've always been a big fan of the Chrisman reports and the Chrisman approach. So let's dive in. I think there's there's three topics today that I'd, I'd love to discuss. You know, one, APIs. Uh, two, the importance of having an engine with APIs. And then uh, an engine that can power product and price via APIs. So, so APIs. I think that's a it's a fancy word, but a brief definition is it's simply a modern way to integrate technology. So if you're a lender and you hear API, I think you should have comfort in knowing that it's not a legacy integration method. This is a modern, easy to use, easy to connect, and an easy way to quickly deploy technology. So I think this is commonly known, but for lenders to operate as effectively as possible, it's important that all lenders' technology, not just the product and pricing engine, work seamlessly together. Uh, in 2022, we've got modern APIs that allow that to happen. So I think when it comes to the actual mortgage process, a an unnamed company out there has put it in borrowers' minds that it's possible to push button, get mortgage. And that's not really the case. Can you talk a little bit about the disparities that exist between what borrowers expect and what lenders can deliver and then how lenders can use API solutions to fill that gap? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I, there's there's kind of two primary ways to connect technology. You've got custom connections, and then you have an integrated technology vendor network. So I'll just quickly start with custom connections. Custom connections can either be proprietary, in-house, internal software, niche, new state-of-the-art solutions. And the idea is that there's an engine that can power all of these different solutions. The technology vendor network, you know, you say push button, get mortgage. I don't think, we, I think the technology's there, but if any one of us have gone through the process and either refinanced or purchased a new home, we know that it's, it sounds better than it is than actually in practice. So to, to kind of bring this together, you've got core solutions. And in these core solutions, we'll start with number one, you've got lead generation. So Think Lending Tree, Zillow, Bankrate, Redfin, Credit Karma, Nerd Wallet, right? The consumer's out shopping for loans, looking for the best product and price. So they start this experience on these lead generation websites. After they found the product they're looking for, they then too go into a point of sale experience or the application process. The application process has come a long way. So you've started the shopping experience, you've gone into the point of sale. Now, when you're in the point of sale, you have product and price displayed, but then you go all the way through this process to the CRM, to the loan origination system, and that, that experience is now closer than ever. And these APIs have allowed us to you know, really just bring this first point of contact all the way through the application, all the way to the locking of the loan, all the way to the actual point of getting a mortgage. The technology is there, um, and some lenders have made it work. Uh, I won't say it's it's perfect. I like to compare, you know, I think consumers today look at the Tesla experience, right? Where I can build the car that I want, purchase it, and then two weeks later, I can have a, a car delivered at my, at my doorstep. Today, if you're looking to do that same experience with a house, we're close to the Tesla experience, but we're not quite there. But I think the good news for lenders and consumers as, is that the technology is there. 
Oh, I, I was just going to uh, kind of tag on to something Chaz said, you know, if anybody's recently gone through the process. I actually did recently uh, relocate and purchase a home as part of that process and and went with a company that had adopted, you know, a real, you know, kind of journey, you know, that we would go through electronically. So the, so the idea of push button, get mortgage, um, it's actually, you know, push a lot of buttons, get mortgage, but <laughs> it's, it's, it's very different than, you know, 10 years ago or even five years ago in terms of the amount of automation and the information that was put right at my fingertips and the ability for me to, you know, navigate through the process for the most part, unassisted um, to select the rate and fees and um, be able to, you know, make the application, upload the documentation that was needed, um, or in many cases, uh, just authorize that they could get uh, information directly. So, so the experience definitely has changed. And I do think that it's important that lenders, you know, think about this API first strategy as they're making sure that they they keep up with this change. And I'm not even a young guy, and I, so I think it's probably even different for for younger folks coming up today. So, so just wanted to kind of share that recent experience I had, and it was it was actually pretty good. I was I was happy with that idea. And ultimately, it doesn't only benefit borrowers; it benefits lenders as well. Chaz, what kind of integration or development time savings can a lender expect with these API solutions? Yeah, so uh, there's, again, two different approaches. One thing that we're focused on is API first. The idea that a lender should not have to worry that if their product and price or that their product and pricing engine is integrated, production-ready, turnkey with the core solution. So we've got a partner network or a vendor network of over 80 different vendors. Uh, so it gives really lenders uh, the option to pick and choose which CRM, which point of sale, which loan origination system they want. And knowing that no matter whatever solution they choose, we've already integrated, we've already tested, we've got a thorough testing process, certification process, where these, these ready-to-go, pre-built, best-of-breed solutions are already being powered by an engine and ready for the, the market and production ready. So um, there's a thorough vetting process that we go through. And, um, you know, I think we've, we've come a long way. Again, uh, I think there's ease in a vendor knowing that if you choose any one of these solutions, it's turnkey, ready to go. All of the content is housed inside of a product and pricing engine. These APIs expose that content. And in real time, it is push button pull in the best eligible product, pull in the best eligible price uh, to, again, any one of those, those core solutions. And Mark, you're the director of solutions specialists for Optimal Blue. What are you telling your employees or potential clients about you know, the benefits of an integrated technology vendor network? Thanks, Robbie. Yeah, the, uh, the, the key thing to having an API first strategy um, and having this large vendor network available is that a lender who's building out their tech stack, building their um, borrower's journey, if you will, building their backroom workflows, having the ability to plug into a vendor who already has written to the Optimal Blue API means that the product eligibility and pricing accuracy um, is going to flow throughout their entire workflow 
all the way from you know initial uh, display of pricing to a borrower online, through the actual lock, through the manufacturing of the loan, and ultimately to the to the closing table, and and along the way passing through this the secondary marketing department as well. So, so with the API strategy. You ensure uh, accuracy of data flowing through a system. You're able to build workflows that leverage that uh, technology and the seamless transmission of data from one end of the uh, project to the other. So, so there's there's huge uptake in terms of you know what you can accomplish from efficiency and building the workflow that that fits with your business model. And Chaz, final question for you: a lot of the technological innovations or the digitization of the space lenders were almost promised more efficiency and cost savings but we've seen the the cost to originate alone almost be near an all-time high recently at what point does at what point does having an integrated tech stack or, or uh, you know leveraging the latest technology lead to cost savings for lenders yeah that's a great question there's there's a core set of solutions and lenders need to make sure that that core set of solutions is heavily integrated but also try to stay away from a lot of different point solutions there's a lot of different point solutions out there lenders should look at uh, different software that captures multiple things so if you look at the consumer journey you can choose software that does multiple aspects of the consumer journey if you look at the originator's journey, you can choose software that does multiple point solutions in one. So I think that's the a big part of choosing a tech stack today. Instead of going out and choosing, you know, 10, 15, 20 different solutions, you can get by with, you know, five to six to seven solutions that handle multiple parts of the consumer journey, the LO journey then all the way to the selling, execution, trading into the secondary market. And that's a lot of what I see is just multiple solutions that do not talk together when there are just kind of more either one best of breed or two, there's now players in the space that are capturing and doing a lot of this function under one umbrella. You know, you've got, again, multiple components being handled by certain firms um, that that can really drive origination costs down, and just bundle in a lot of these these different offerings. That's an excellent point. Each vendor is going to tell you they have the latest and greatest solution, but if it doesn't play nicely with the rest of your tech stack, then it's almost a moot point. Uh, I want to thank you both for making the time. I really enjoyed the interview today. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. No one can predict interest rates and the timing of interest rates with any great certainty. But before anyone starts sounding the recession alarm, some economists will tell you that there's reason to believe that this time around, yield curve inversion may not be as good of an indicator as it has been in the past, particularly given the enormous amount of quantitative easing undertaken by global central banks. And Fed Chair Jerome Powell recently announced that he's paying more attention to the first 18 months of the yield curve rather than anything that goes on afterwards. Looking at fixed income securities yesterday, we saw some steepening of the yield curve to open the week amid chatter that the most hawkish Fed outcomes might already be priced in. The movement was muted compared to last week's route. It was a quiet open to the week, as expected, ahead of tomorrow's FOMC Minutes release. On the data front, 
Factory orders for manufactured goods declined 0.5% month over month in February, not as bad as expected following a relatively strong month of order growth in January. The figure also likely reflects some delayed influence of the Omicron variant on business activity, making it too early to say if this is the start of a weakening trend for factory orders. In primary dealer news, which is pretty rare, ASL Capital Markets Inc. was added to the list of the Fed's primary dealers. Primary dealers are trading counterparties of the New York Fed and its implementation of monetary policy. They are also expected to make markets for the New York Fed on behalf of its official account holders as needed, and to bid on a pro rata basis in all treasury auctions at reasonably competitive prices. Today, the desk will conduct just one operation, which will target $1.5 billion of UMBS 33% to 4%. Today's economic calendar is already underway with the February trade deficit. Later this morning brings Redbook same-store sales, final March S&P Global Services PMI, and ISM non-manufacturing PMI for March. Several Fed presidents are currently scheduled to speak. Minneapolis Fed President Kashkari, Fed Governor Brainerd, and New York Fed President Williams. We begin Tuesday with agency MBS prices worse, 3 eighths, and the tenure yielding 2.47 versus closing yesterday at 2.41% after it became apparent that central banks around the world are heading toward raising rates. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. 51 years ago, Herman James, a North Carolina mountain man, was drafted by the Army. On his first day in basic training, the Army issued him a comb. That afternoon, the Army barber sheared off all his hair. On his second day, the Army issued Herman a toothbrush. That afternoon, the Army dentist yanked seven of his teeth. On the third day, the Army issued him a jockstrap. The Army has been looking for Herman for 51 years. (laughs) Thanks again to this week's podcast sponsor, Optimal Blue, a division of Black Knight. Optimal Blue delivers technology and analytics solutions that help mortgage lenders and investors more accurately price, lock, hedge, and trade loans to increase profitability, mitigate risk, and grow their business. If you have any questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities, send me an email at Robbie at robchrisman.com. Visit robchrisman.com for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcast from.